Hello and welcome to Inside the Tank as we kick off the 2022-23 season and the Mississauga Steelheads celebrating their 10th anniversary. It's an honor and a pleasure to bring back the head coach and general manager of the Mississauga Steelheads, James Richmond. So JR, uh, thank you as always for coming back on the show. It's a great to have you back. And Thanks for having me. You? <laughs> uh, well, just uh, the import uh, trade deadline and the import draft and then the NHL draft and uh, Right now, just doing some development with uh, some of our guys and some of the NHL guys that are that they're always uh, calling me to help them out. So, right on. It sounds like it's been a, a little bit of a busy summer for you so far. Yeah, it's uh, it's always is now, especially after COVID. You know, everybody's trying to get as much ice in as possible, but uh, starting to get back to normal a little bit. But um, really, just uh, kind of it's a little bit of a downtime for us right now. So the next two or three weeks before we start wrapping up for training camp, but, um, yeah, just, uh, good to see the guys out there at the rink and, uh, come in the office every now and then just to do whatever work I got to do for GM stuff. Yeah. Enjoying it. Good. I'm glad to hear that. And, uh, I want to jump right into it. So I know that this past season, it feels like it was a lifetime ago, but it was just a few short months ago. Um, now that the season has concluded, I wanted to get your thoughts on this past year and what are some takeaways that you can take into uh, going into training camp? Uh, oh, going into camp last year, we really didn't know what we would have. Um, we knew that some players had, had put in a lot of work, obviously, uh, uh, through the COVID, COVID interruption. And we knew that some players were a little bit left behind uh, for whatever reason, you know, a lot of different government regulations and couldn't get into rinks, couldn't get into gyms. So it was kind of, um, we didn't know what we'd have. We had a lot of new players. We played a little bit of a different way here, uh, you know, system wise. So we didn't know how long it would take. And, you know, we had a slow start two and two and seven or whatever it was. And then it just sort of gelled and everybody bought in. And, and I think we had a, a great year, you know, a lot of, a lot of players made great strides that were back here. A lot of the new guys came in, kind of got their feet wet in a hurry and, and had, uh, had super years for us. And, and we got great goaltending all year. So it was, uh, it was good. It was, I mean, we didn't finish off the season the way we were hoping to, um, but that's the way it goes. And, and we'll get ready, uh, use it to make ours better next year. For sure. And going into this season, the roster is going to look, quite a bit different. We're uh, losing a couple of players in Casper Larson, Ola Bjorgvikholm, obviously the three OAs and Evan Brand, Aiden Pruder and uh, Roman Bazrin. Talk to me a little bit about how their absences are going to affect the lineup going into uh, this season. Yeah. So, I mean, other guys in the back end are going to have to step up and take bigger roles. Um, I don't know if Del Mastro can take a bigger role, but uh, Chaz Sharp and Charlie Gallahan, Dylan Gordon are going to have to step in and, and really uh, take on a load. And then we'll have to um, bring bring guys along like we've done in the past. Parker Von Richter will be there, and then it'll be open up camp for for guys to come in and and show what they have. And and if we feel at that time, you know, we need to add through a trade or, or through the waiver uh, market, then we'll, we'll look at that. I think up front, we're we're pretty set. You know, we've got a good group of guys coming back all the top uh, producers, uh, the core guys up front are back. So where we're missing uh, a lot will be on the back end. Um, 
with uh, with the D and and uh, and hopefully that the the goaltending it kind of forms into shape for us. It's funny that you should mention goaltending. A couple of weeks ago, there was some news that Steelhead fans kind of woke up to and were a little bit surprised uh, that Joe Ranger had been moved to the Sudbury Wolves. Just curious to know a little bit about what led up to that trade. Yeah, so I had a couple of talks with Joe about, I mean, we, we, we love Joe. Uh, he's been a terrific Steelhead for us. The issue is with when you're going into a new season, you don't know which OAs are going to sign um with pro teams and you know joe and i spoke he wanted to be back and he said i told him he'd be the number one guy here but at the same time i really couldn't give him the 100 percent answer that he was looking for because if if our oa players don't sign with pro teams you know guys like uberti collins hardy uh, callahan um you know you're going to be stuck with a, with an OA goalie. And, and then when he doesn't play, when an OA goalie doesn't play, he's on the bench, he's the backup. You're actually short an OA player in your lineup because you can't dress four. You can only dress three. So um, I thought it was the right thing to do for Joe um, in the sense that if we didn't move him early, then there may not be a spot for Joe in the league next year. And we wrestled with it. it. You know, quite honestly, is it the best move for the hockey club? Maybe, maybe not, because he is a, a terrific person and he had a real strong year for us. But we also knew that we could get a real good one in the import draft that wouldn't be in OA. So that would allow us to keep you know, a James Hardy, Uberti, Collins, Callahan type of thing. So the previous year when we went with an OA goalie, we didn't have any OAs coming back. We went out and traded for a brand and we, we picked up Bazran. We only had Pruder. This year we've got an influx of, of OAs that can come back. So a long story short is I didn't really want to mess up Joe's last year. And if we only thought about ourselves that could have been the case and uh it's one of those things as a gm you have to think about the person inside the jersey as well and i know sometimes fans just you know see the see the player um but i spend seven days a week 24 hours a day with these kids and and um so joe and i spoke and um and we still speak, you know, he, he called me on my birthday and whatnot, and he's a terrific kid. And, and I don't, I didn't want to mess it up for him just in case. So it's one of those things that we could get something on the, and the import draft where our goalie, Chris Beckford Sue really liked this, this goalie from Switzerland. And um, then we can keep the other always as well. So if we didn't, if we kept Joe, then one of those other guys is going to be gone too. Right, going to be gone for sure, right? So yeah, you want to make sure that you've got the the best possible lineup, right? So sometimes you know it's a little bit of a tougher move, but it's yeah. uh, it's a good thing that he's playing now, where he's going to get some time as a as a starter, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a good well, person. Yeah, absolutely, and that's from the conversations that we've had with him uh, off the ice. You know, he's he's terrific. He's incredible. Yeah. Um, looking 
on the topic of the draft, there were not only just the priority selection, and as you mentioned, there was also the import draft. Uh, Alessio Beglieri got selected uh, with the first pick. I want to talk a little bit about him um, and what he brings to the lineup. Very athletic goalie. Uh, really, really ultra competitor. Gave Switzerland a chance to win in every game. They were outgunned against Sweden. Uh, that's the one game that I really have watched a few times. Now, they were outgunned and he kept them in, in the game. You know, So he's done really well on the international stage. Uh, like I said, a really athletic goalie, uh, quiet in his net, and uh, gives his team a chance to win every night. So uh, Chris Beckford Sue really, really thought that he would be uh, he'd be number one in our league. So we talked to a couple of NHL teams; they really like him. So we uh, we went with him. That's great to hear. Looking forward to seeing him on the ice, definitely. And there are a couple of other players. Um, let's shift over to the priority selection for for just a second. In Lucas Carmiris, Ryerson Leanders, and of course Parker von Richter, uh, the t- the first three picks of the uh, OHL's priority selection for the Steelheads. Talk to me a little bit about what each of those guys is going to bring. So Carmiris, so we had our our scouts had him in the top eight in the draft. So we were quite surprised that he was still available. We knew that he really wanted to be in Mississauga. Um, so when he was there, uh, when we picked, uh, it was a no brainer for us. Uh, similar player to Owen Beck, um, maybe not as powerful just yet, but a very smart player, very competitive kid that plays really well in the middle of the ice, good on faceoffs, right shot. Um, uh, every time we saw him play, he was he was the best player on the ice or one of the best players on the ice every time we saw him play in the 06 loop. So he's a great pickup for us. Uh, Ryerson Leanders. Again, Chris Beckford Sue had him as the number one goalie in, in the Ontario draft, or in Ontario, anyways. And um, I thought it was a, a good time to go out and, and bring a bring the top top end goalie in and 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 uh, develop him here within Mississauga within the Steelheads organization uh, for years down the road. We'd have a true uh, number one there. So instead of you know kind of hoping and throwing darts taking a goalie later on in the draft, maybe the, the fifth, sixth, or seventh best goalie. I went all in and said, let's pick the, the best goalie we can, we can find. Um, Parker Von Richter obviously has been around the Steelhead since he was a, a little kid. Uh, his family used to build it for us. Uh, we've watched his development as, as, uh, as the years have gone by. He had an unbelievable year for the Marlies this year. A big right shot D that that uh, defends as well as he gets the puck up the ice. So he's a real complete, he's a similar player to, um, to uh, Del Mastro in the sense that he's a strong defender. He likes the game. He likes to play on the edge and physical, uh, but he's able to, uh, to get the puck up the ice and, and help out on the offense as well. So, um, and the added caveat is that you know he's been around the steelhead since he was a, a little kid and um he really really wanted to be in mississauga um we were lucky to get him in the third round and uh he's going to be a good one for us it's really exciting getting to see these players coming in especially uh as you mentioned parker von richter when he was 
since he's been around the Mississauga Steelheads for quite a while, it's I'm sure it's exciting to to get to see him um, get drafted by the team and eventually um, when when the time comes being on the roster. Mm. We fully expect the PBR to be here in uh, in the fall and and we'll bring him along and just like we have with the other D that we brought in and you know he'll he'll I would. We expect him to be on the roster in the fall. So whether he plays in all the games, you know, 68 games or 40 games or 30 games, it'll depend on his uh, development curve. But we, we're, pretty, uh, we're pretty confident that he'll make the jump. And I want to stick on the, tra- the topic of NHL, the NHL draft. Uh, Owen Beck and Luca Del Belbaloo's both being drafted in the second round, 33rd and 44th respectively to the Montreal Canadiens and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Was there any sort of advice that you gave them going into draft day that, you know, they, uh, you talked with them about it beforehand? Yeah, really, you know, it's, it's a very uh, difficult, not difficult time. It, it should be an enjoyable time. So I was trying to get them to enjoy it, but it's a pretty stressful time for, for the guys and, and their families, especially with both Owen and Luca was, you know, there was talk of both of them going in the first round. Um, if they didn't go in the first, they wouldn't get too deep in the second. And that's exactly what happened. And when draft day came around, you know, it, it really goes in cycles. The one year there was a lot of D that went off the board. So that all of a sudden some players got pushed down like Ryan McLeod, you know, he should have been a first round pick. Um, with Edmonton, he was a second round pick, but there was a lot of D taken that year, so it pushed the forwards down in the second. But but Ryan's doing pretty well now. So, um, with Luca and Owen, a lot of Europeans went off the board early. Uh, so when teams started seeing that, they started taking the European players earlier, and and the two of them got pushed down. Now, Owen got pushed down one, <laughs> one pick, uh, and Luca got pushed down eleven picks, but. They both ended up with organizations that uh, were really excited to get them where they got them. Uh, both are back now from camp. They both had successful development camps. I know both teams are Montreal and Columbus are, are really excited to get them. And I know both uh, players are uh, on top of the moon right now after coming back and, and they loved uh, Montreal and Columbus uh, respectively. So uh, good for them. Great for them. And then we had a bunch of players invited to camp right, right at the end of the draft. So it was, uh, you know, as much as it'd be nice to hear your name selected, that that would be terrific. It didn't happen, but then a whole bunch of guys got inv- invites. So it was uh, a pretty neat day for everybody. I can imagine. I'm glad that uh, that they enjoyed the process. And of course, you mentioned that there were a couple of players that were invited to camp, uh, being you know Casper Larson, Callum Chisholm, uh, Zach Lavoie quite a few on this roster and um, just to be able to experience NHL camps must've been incredible for them getting to kind of look into the next chapter potentially. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, uh, you know, some players, you know, with, with Callum Chisholm and Zach, um, it was their first year in the league. Right. So it was a lot for them to take on and both, um, had their struggles early. Zach really took off, you know, in the second half of the year, had a terrific second half. And, and he's, I'm sure he's going to have a, 
an awesome year next year. With Chizzy, it was kind of up and down year. Uh, we tried to explain to him, you know, with his speed, he's got great speed. He's a great big body. Um, we don't want him running around just crashing and banging, but he's got to play with a little bit more of an edge. And I think by going to camp, that's a, a huge plus for him. Um, Kai Schwint, you know, went to Florida. Um, again, first year in the league. And he just got better and better as the, as the year went along. And, and Florida was really excited about his camp. And then obviously Casper Larson, we knew, you know, there was talk about him getting drafted. If he didn't, then he was going to sign right away. So we knew kind of at the end of the draft um, that a few of the guys would be going. Um, but it's terrific that they all got to go and experience their first NHL development camps. And I can imagine that's it. When you think about the next chapter of their hockey careers and, you know, the future, being able to kind of go to these camps and hone your skills to bring them back to the league this year, it's going to be beneficial for them. Absolutely. Um, moving on to the next topic, which a lot of people are excited about 10 years of Steelheads hockey. You've been here for the majority of it. JR, I wanted to ask you since you joined the organization, what has it meant to you to be a part of this team? Well, I'm, uh, I'm quite honored actually to be the head coach and GM. Um, Elliot Kerr has been, been great uh, to myself and to, uh, to my family. You know, my first year I came in, I was the assistant coach and kind of ran the D and the PK. And then after that, I was the head coach. Then the year after that, I was the GM and head coach. So um, I think we've, when Elliot did speak to me, it was about coming in to change the culture, uh, which is kind of funny because that's what they told me in Europe when I switched teams. <laughs> uh, and then when I came back home, it was the same thing. You know, we want you to come in and change the culture. So I think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident in the sense that we've got a real good culture here and with the Steelhead family. I mean, it talks volumes of how many NHL players we have now. Uh, not just playing in the league, but but drafted as well. Um, so it's uh, yeah, it, it's very humbling uh, to be part of the Steelheads. Uh, I love it. My family loves it. Um, you know, we're not always right, but we do try to do right by the by the kids. So uh, I think that we play a real fun brand of hockey for the for the fans to watch. It's been successful uh, to make the playoffs in this league every year is, is not easy because of the cycle that, that sometimes junior hockey runs into. Um, but we've, uh, we've managed to, uh, to, I think, put a real strong team on the ice every year and have uh, players go on to the next level and reach their dreams. So, uh, and those players that aren't in NHL, uh, I think we've won the Bobby Smith award three out of the six years, three of the seven years that I've been the head coach. And that's a huge honor for our players and the organization. So it's um, an Owen Beck winning the uh, CHL award as well. But, you know, Nick Hag won that. Thomas Harley won it, both NHL players. So Owen's in good company there. So to be a Steelhead or be part of the Steelheads and, 
and be the head of the hockey ops is is uh, it really is a dream come true, and I'm very humbled and very honored. And finally, looking back over the last couple of years, was there a favorite moment that you had with the team? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, winning the Eastern Conference Championship was 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 pretty neat. Um, but I really, it's every year when I go to the NHL draft and I um, get to see and and hear our players announced. That might be the best feeling that I have um, each year. And I'm lucky enough that I get to get to experience it on a yearly, yearly basis. It's not easy. Um, so that's, that's probably it. You know, it's um, when I see those players or when I, the players come back from NHL or when they come back from university hockey and they want to be around the team, it's um, that, that's it's just a great feeling so it's uh there's so many of them that so many great moments i i really it's it's hard to say that one supersedes the other obviously winning the, the eastern conference championship was was huge for our organization for our team but seeing our players move on to the cis and come back and share their experiences with our players now and then being at the NHL drafts and, and watching our players and hearing our players' names up there. Uh, I get to spend those that weekend with them and their families. It's, it's pretty cool. That's so amazing. And, you know, I, I can only imagine just being around uh, such a great group of players throughout the years that it's basically like they're becoming family. That's hockey has always been described as, you know, a family game. Yeah. It's uh you know, we, we draft them when they're 15 years old, right? And they come in, some of them come in when they're 16, the others come in when they're 17 or 18, but we get, the, we have, uh, we have them in pretty formative years and, and we'd like to think that we're, we're doing it right. Um, you know, when kids aren't doing well in school, we, we don't let them play, you know, we don't let them practice. We don't let them play. We want them to be of you know, not just a real good hockey player, but a good student and a good person. And I, and I think um, by our track record, I, I think it's, uh, it's the right way. We're doing it the right way. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty neat to be part of it. Absolutely. And congratulations on another season. Looking forward to talking to you at some point during the season again. It was once again, great to have you on the show as always. And I uh, wanted to wish you the best of luck yeah, going into training camp. Super. All the best. All right. If you haven't already done so, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hit the little bell notification for all future content. And if you liked it, don't forget to share it with all your friends. Until then, we'll see you next time.